Sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching the ships roll in And then I'll watch them roll away again Yeah, I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Time now for Hear Me Out with your host, Betsy Esparza. Hear Me Out is brought to you by Front Street Books, your hometown independent bookstore. Congressman Tony Gonzalez, our U.S. House Representative for District 23, is calling in today, and we have a limited amount of time, so let's make this short. Congressman Gonzalez handily won the Republican primary election earlier this month. He will face Democratic challenger John Lira in November. Congressman, are you there? Hey, Betsy. Thanks for having me on. Welcome. Happy to be on. Hey, um, I, I want to start with some good news. You announced Friday that Sol Ross will receive $1 million for cultural research, and I'm summarizing so that you can explain that a little bit better. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, you know, you know how critical uh, the university is, Sol Ross uh, University is, not only Alpine, but the entire uh, West Texas region, right? And, then, you know, the, the, I'll be honest, there's been all this talk about, you know, is, is it going to stay under the UT system or is it going to go to the A&M system? My approach has been this, regardless of whatever system it's under, I want to make sure that I'm doing my part. And we, we, we keep that university growing and prospering and, and bringing attention to all the wonderful things that it does. And, you know, the anthropology department out there does incredible work. Uh, you know, being in the uh, Chihuahuan Desert just offers a lot of very unique opportunities. And I think it's time we highlight that. It's, it's great news. They need all the help they can get. Um, so rural health care is historically under-resourced. Um, particularly low in human resources. And we've lost several doctors and nurses and therapists over the last couple of years uh, here in the Big Bend. And our hospital, which is, as you know, the only one serving three counties, is is even having to turn away patients, um, pregnant mothers in particular, um, on occasion. And I know this is an issue all over the country. How can you help sure. us? Yeah, no, um, you know, uh Part of my childhood is I grew up in a small town called Camp Wood. Uh, it's about 45 minutes from Uvalde, 500 people in this town. And when you talk about, and I, I think back to those times, when you talk about rural health care, um, how critical it is uh, and, and how necessary it is. And uh, these are just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm scheduled to vote here in a little bit. So that's kind of, you're hearing noises in the background. <laughs> So to me, rural health care is, look, if these, if these hospitals or if these clinics, if they go away, they don't get replaced. Right. You know, and, and, it, you know, it, it, and it's a matter of life or death. You know, if you, if you have to travel to, you know, a major city to get seen, um, it, 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 could be, it could be detrimental. So one of the things that in particular I'm really proud of is we push really hard uh, to try to get as many grants healthcare grants as possible to rural America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I think it's great that, you know, we're, we're, there's this, this uh, growing push for, um, for telemedicine. 
Uh, I think that's fantastic. But the part that a lot of people up here in Washington don't understand is there is a large part of my district in our district in District 23 where you don't have access to Internet. You don't have access to broadband. And if everything's getting pushed to telemedicine, which I think is great, but we also have to make sure that we're getting Internet services out to everywhere. Because what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a divide between urban America and rural America. And it doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter how much money you have in your, in your, your bank account. This divide is getting further and further. And we need to make sure that, that there's a conscious effort to do that. One other thing that I'm excited about and, and happy to take the next question is we worked real hard um, for mental health uh, to, to, to start a new mental health clinic uh, in Uvalde. And, uh, you know, we, we were able to secure $2 million for this project. And uh, we want to just grow that. I mentioned that to go, I think mental health is also critical, uh, not only to rural communities, but all of us. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a growing need, and it, it's certainly an area that needs attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, is there anything coming down the pipeline for, for small hospitals in rural areas? Yeah, you know, we, uh, we, we've got several grants that just came through, um, and, and they're, they're all over the place. I mean, uh, uh, in particular, in this district, I represent 119 cities. So what we try to do, and every community is different. Every community has different needs. Uh, but I know we used um, just some community health grants. We really have, have focused on that from HHS to bring some of these dollars home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, part of, part of uh, my team and our, I guess our strategy has been to fight for every dollar we can and bring it to our district. Uh, and, and, and listen, honestly, listen to the different communities and go, hey, what do you need? And then work with those, those community leaders to get it over the finish line. Congressman, you uh, voted for the creation of the January 6th committee before changing your vote, um, citing a lack of interest by um, Nancy Pelosi and the security failures that day. A survey last month by Hearst Newspapers of Texas candidates named you as just thir- just one of 13 Republicans who says that Joe Biden is the legitimately, a legitimately elected president of the United States. Can you reconcile those things? Yeah, you know, I'll be 100 percent honest, Betsy. I don't wake up in the morning thinking about January 6th. I don't go to bed thinking about January 6th. Uh, I wake up thinking about the border crisis. I wake up thinking about the cost of fuel and the inflation. I wake up thinking about education. I've got six children. Uh, a lot of my children are school-age children. I, I worry about them. I, I worry about national security. I see what's happening uh, in Ukraine and elsewhere. You know, uh, and actually, uh, tomorrow I have the opportunity to, uh, to uh, get on a, a call with uh, President Zelensky in Ukraine. I, I say all that to go... Um, January 6th was a terrible day, I, and, I, and we have to make sure it never happens again. But we also can't live in the past. Uh, you know, we have to prevent the, the, the past from occurring, but we can't live in the past because we have real problems here today. Uh, do, I, do I think President Biden is a legitimate president? Absolutely. Uh, do I think he's doing a good job? No. No, I don't. Uh, but I also think that Congress has a role to play. And for too long, we've seen Congress just blame the presidency, right? Blame Trump for everything that's wrong or blame Biden for everything that's wrong. Congress has a role to play 
It's an equal branch of government. And I think Congress needs to come together, both Democrats and Republicans, and solve, solve some of these real problems, health care, education, security, immigration reform, all of it. How, how does Congress do that? How do they come together? You know, first, it starts by uh, communicating with one another. And I give you an example. Um, you know, I've hosted 54 members of Congress at the border, all parts of the district. Um, you know, Alpine, Presidio, um, you name it, Fort, Fort Hancock. I mean, all parts of the district. Um, one of those, one of, one of my, I, I would say, internal criticisms is 52 of those have been Republicans. Mm-hmm. And only two of them have been Democrats. So one of the things that I've tried to do that, that, that I'm working on is bringing more Democrats to the district to have more conversations. Um, a, uh, a member from Florida, uh, Representative Soto, is going to be coming down in, uh, in May. And I'm looking to do more of those. I mean, just have real conversations uh, across the aisle to go, hey, how do we solve things, right, uh, for the betterment of everybody? I, I, I want more of that, please. <laughs> yes. Congressman, yeah, I know no, that. I Go ahead. No, 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 I agree. I agree with the 1,000. I think all of us want more of that. Like the finger pointing, I get all that. And, and look, each party has its own base to kind of speak to. I get all that. But at the end of the day, like, why are you up here? you got to be able to move the ball forward. And, and the reality of it is if you're going to solve things in Congress, it has to be in a bipartisan manner. I know that you have, um, I, I know that there's, you're, you're, you're busy, you've got a vote coming up. I appreciate your time today. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I appreciate, uh, thanks one, thank you for reaching out. Uh, please continue to do that. We're happy to do this. I have a standing policy in my office uh, that local media comes first. So we'll bump, we'll bump Fox or any of these big outlets for local media. So please keep us in, in mind on that. Uh, I would also say that any of your listeners uh, go to our official website, which is gonzales.house.gov. You can uh, you, you can list on there the different um, um, grants that have been approved. You can reach out to our office. We have an office in Fort Stockton. Uh, we also have an office in Socorro out in West Texas there. Uh, but please just reach out. At, at the end of the day, to me, you know, I don't care if you voted for me. I don't care if you didn't vote for me. I don't care if you voted at all. This is about me representing our district, and the best way I can do that is if you reach out and you communicate is what's important to you. So thank you again for the time, Betsy, and let's stay in touch, okay? Thank you, Congressman. We're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back. Finding the big man is such a wonderful experience. Why not make it last forever even when you get home? The history, charm, geology, wildlife, and vistas are all something you can take home with you with the vast array of books and materials you can find at Front Street Book. A unique shopping experience like bookstores used to be. Front Street Books, corner of 4th and Holland, has all the magic of the Big Ben you can take home for your own bookshelf and enjoy for ages and show friends and family. Thank you guys for listening today. Search Hear Me Out Alpine on Apple Podcasts and click on follow so you'll never miss a show. If you miss it live on Tuesdays, listen to the podcast which is uploaded about an hour after the broadcast. If you don't use an Apple device, you can listen at hearmeoutalpine.substack.com. Subscribe there as well for my free newsletter. You can also email me at hearmeoutalpine at gmail.com.